Doc Manson at Doc Manson DC Matthews at the DC Matthews this is the list the blue lights on hey everybody welcome to DDT and the list and other other things can you tell that this is the fourth show we've recorded today no no I cannot I bet you can <laughs> Uh, he is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am, of course, DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. We have just finished the three-part reconciliation show. The list is better than ever. It has 193 names, ranking, ranging from John Cena all the way down to Vic. How Grimes. do we do a reconciliation show and actually lose members of the list? Because we kicked people off. Oh man! And then we did tag teams, so we combined. We combined. Nice. Nice. So. We've, some things have changed. If you missed the Reconciliation Show, go back and check out that anthology. There'll be three hours of your life you'll never get back. <laughs> think which, how we feel about it. Which, to, to be fair, is the way every hour goes. You never get time back. Unless you believe in time travel, which would be a separate topic for DDT wrestling. Which I'd like to point out, we should record tomorrow. We could release part one of the Reconciliation Show tomorrow... As our well, I, I, show. I, I was planning on recording tomorrow. Okay. So if you're around. I am. All right. All right. So let's get right into it here. Uh, Go right into it. I've got the list. Oh, I got to randomize these. It's you got to tell me how many people are on this list. I will do that. Uh, let me randomize the range. The men's list has 822. The women's list, and again, some of this we'll have to add to when we get to has 72. 882 and 72. Do I need to write that down? 882 or 822? 822, forgive me. 822. And what was the other one? 72. All right. So, give me a number, Doc. 247. 247. We are off recording the new list. 247. Luchador Super Colo. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Super Calo, which was great because in his like first or second match, Bobby Heenan goes, and there's the win for Super Calo. Fragilistic. <laughs> of one of the great Heenanisms of all time. Super Calo, luchador, wrestled in WCW, had a very cool look, um, had a, you know, like a silver mask that had a hat, like he had a backwards leather beret that went along with the mask. The mask looked like it had sunglasses on it. He was I, I enjoyed him quite a bit as a wrestler. He was very good. Okay, so, so what are we talking on the list then? Well, let's see here. Horner um, line? Above or below? I would say he is above the Horner line. The first person, and again, this is I always go to Kalisto, who is who currently has moved on the who list. Who is currently dropped to ninety seven. And I will say He dropped to ninety seven? Oh, did we move him up? I See, this is the thing. I didn't save what the old yeah, one was. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, I actually think Kalisto is better than Super Kalo, if I'm being 100% honest. Okay. Um, I like Super Kalo better than I like TJP, which isn't saying much, um, but I like him better even than Rich Swan. So I'm, okay. I'm looking in the top 112 for Super Kalo. His career wasn't super lengthy, at least in WCW. I'm sure he wrestled more in Mexico, but, you know, I'm, we're, we're in that range. Again, Hector Garza, Evan Bourne, Rich Swan. that's 111 to 113. That sounds about right to me. Okay. 
So yeah, I mean, we're reaching the parts of the list where I start, where I start actually recognizing all the names. But there are still a couple of names throughout there that I don't know. So th- this seems okay. I'm going to say 114, actually, because Rich... I don't believe Super Colo was ever WCW Cruiserweight Champion. Rich Swan mm. was WWE Cruiserweight Champion. But I'll put him there in between Rich Swan and Ivelisse. Okay. All right. Another number, please. 788. 788 brings us to... Here's a name that you'll know. If I could be serious for a minute. Lance Storm. Never heard of him. That's a lie. <laughs> Lance Storm. Canada's own. Team Canada. The Un-Americans. And other groups as well. Let me well. tell you what the I... The Impact Players. Let me tell you what I know about Lance Storm. Lance Storm seems like a whiner. <laughs> okay. I, no, I have no idea. Okay. I, I know he's very vocal on uh, social media. He, I know he's, he's one of those great sort of technical wrestlers. Mm-hmm. I certainly have seen him wrestle quite a bit. He seems like a guy who was, I don't, and, and Lance, if you're listening, I don't mean this, you know, negatively. I just mean, like, he seems like a guy who, and he would probably, you know, vehemently disagree. Um, he seems like a guy who is better than his career ever allowed him to be. Correct. But at the same time, I'm sure he's not unhappy with his career. He's probably gone on and wrestled in a thousand million different countries and you know, gone to great success, and he's got all the money in the world, and he's got his own wrestling school, and he's he's not hurting. So there's my question for you. Yeah. How much do we, because we we had discussions during the reconciliation shows about accomplishments to to the business. Lance Storm school and the talent that he has trained, how does that factor in to what we're doing? I think it has to factor in to some extent. I, I think it's. Or can it? I think it's a consideration point. Because mm-hmm. while I don't have the full list, yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure Emma was. Trained. Oh well, I mean Lance Storm is the new number one on this list. Um, I'm pretty sure Tyler Breeze was trained by. Never heard of. Him. There's something you do. You just. Who, me? Yes. What do you mean? All of a sudden, you're just like. Never heard of these people. Yes, you did. Tyler Breeze? Yes. Breezango. Oh, Breezango, I know. Um, Now, this says Finn Balor and Becky Lynch were. I don't know if I believe that. Maybe. Oh, no, this is a different article. But yeah, Emma and Tyler Breeze come to mind, but I think there were others. Um, Did you ever play a Mountie? Storm ever play a Mountie? Not the Mountie. A Mountie. I don't think he did. That's unfortunate. Yeah, so He's got the head. Tyler it. Breeze, Emma, Peyton Royce, Oni Lorkin, Taya, Taya Valkyrie from Lucha Underground. Oh, yeah. Chelsea Green, who was also in TNA. Um, Sylvester LaFort, which really... Because, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Rachel we, Ellering. We definitely let, like... Wrestling schools, I think, sway us on like Molly Holly in the past and things like that. Sure. So I guess you know. Either way, Lance Storm had a. I do agree. He should like. I'm watching WCW. It's January or February 2000. He hasn't shown up yet. I thought he was a big deal, but he was a big deal in ECW. He was a slightly less big deal in WCW, and then was a slightly even less of a deal in 
WWF. Like he did the Un-Americans. He teamed yeah. with Regal or Christian or something like that. But so I like Lance Storm quite a bit. But Lance Storm is that kind of guy. He's but the he is. Of, he's the kind of guy that I am drawn to. But like if, when I think in my mind, I, I'm. I don't think he was as successful as a Chris Benoit, but you want to, I mean, a Dean Malenko? I mean, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we might be in the same ballpark. So I'm looking right now, I'm at 60 with okay. the amazing red. Dean and Malenko is where? He's high. He's 30. 30, I believe. 29. Yeah, okay. So I think Dean Malenko had a longer career. So I don't think Lance Storm goes above Dean Malenko, but I do think he goes above... The Amazing Red. So we're somewhere in the top 50-ish. I could see Lance Storm being above Tatanka. Yep. I could see him being above Chris Sabin. I could see him being above R-Truth. Mm-hmm. That's about where I kind of... Then we get to Tito Santana, which is not a bad comparison. Um, Drew McIntyre. Brian Pillman, who during our reconciliation show got a whole lot of love and is now up to thirty-seven. I want to say we just finished the reconciliation show, but You're man, having problems. I don't know how Fandango survived at thirty-five. It's too late now. <laughs> Wait another fifteen episodes. All right, um, but I could see him. But I'm, so I, while we're not trying to have too much stuff from outside the business. I will say, to me, like, you know, when we talked about the other guys, like, starting companies, that's one thing. But now we're talking about a guy who's made it part of his career to be an educator in some degrees. Which, you know, is a topic that hits home for both of us. Yep. Like, in that way, I could see him catapulting possibly beyond Brian Pillman. Um, Because, I mean, he's got the technical chops. Like, he's an excellent wrestler. He was. He was, he was. <clears throat> I could put him. I could even put him above. Well, I can see him above Big E. The New Day as a collection again. It's I don't sublime. Think, I don't think we can put them together. No, we cannot. Then again, Lance Storm probably had a better career than Tajiri. Rick Martel. Rick Martel, while it was in the AWA, is a former world champion. Lance Storm never had that honor. I I could go to thirty two. I think that's where I would kind of draw the line there. So I'm good. Sure. Lance Storm, the new 32nd greatest wrestler. Lance Storm is one of those guys who, I mean, he didn't go as high up this list as Christopher Daniels, but I always knew in my mind when he did come up that he was going to yeah. place favorably. All right, another number, please. Okay, the next number is 180. 180 is... Gentleman Chris... Adams. Don't know who that is. Um, Enlighten me. Trained Steve Austin. That's probably his biggest claim to fame while we're on the topic well, of Well, I mean, if we put Educator Lance Storm at 32, I mean, Steve Austin's much better than Peyton <laughs> Royce and Tyler Breeze. So, so um, gentleman Chris Adams wrestled in Texas for a while, wrestled in WCW for a bit, did have a feud with Steve Austin when Steve Austin was coming up. Not... A, you know, a, a nice one of those British-style wrestlers, but not particularly flashy, not particularly exciting. Um, above or below the Horner line? I would say above, but not by a lot. So definitely below the wall. 
the what? Yes, which we tore down. Which we did. But um, but I'm still considering that rosy era around seventy as the wall. So just just so you know, I think that's fine. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at a guy like Jordan Devlin at 129, <laughs> maybe above Jordan Devlin, but not as high as your boy Luchasaurus. <laughs> Come on, Luchasaurus as this full Silicon dinosaur. That in and of it. But again, even like guys like Blitzkrieg or TJP or Ted DiBiase Jr., I would put above him. So okay. I would say 129. Okay. Gentleman Chris Evans. Another better, number. Better than Axel Rotten, huh? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, then I'm going to go with 509. 509. 509. 509 is one half of the War Raiders, Warbeard Hansen. Warbeard Hansen? Friend of the NAI network. Um. So, Is he an affiliate? I don't know, but he's been on the show a bunch. Is that what an affiliate is now? He's a frequent guest. Okay. Because um, we are. We are We are listing, and we are affiliates we also. Are affiliates. So I, I feel like we... Jason Malta was the first person to retweet the fact that I mentioned that we would be listing today. See? He was there listening to our listing. He is. I mean, he would have to, given that he is our mothership. Yeah, what's the opposite? What's the opposite of an affiliate? Also an affiliate because it's like a mutual relationship. No, he's our like, like you have. This affili- is Manson. You have affiliates of like you know CBS has affiliates, so that's the network that you, they are the network. And we're the we affiliate. Never mind, we got it. <laughs> okay, so something smells amazing in here. I just want to point that out. Yeah, it's a uh, blueberry. Crumble type idea thing. I don't know exactly. It's vegan. Okay. It's gluten free. But how many people on this list do I have to get you to rank before I can try this? When it's out of the oven, you're getting a piece. So. Oh, it's a good day. Yeah, it's a um, good day here. Um, what are we talking about? Warbeard Hanson. Oh yes, big so, bearded guy. So in science, agile. when you have you know like a financial interest or something, you have to just make disclosures when you go to publish. So, so because so, because they are a guest of our network, right, we should so, mention there's a little yeah. Like I think I think it's there. fair to to rank them, but we have to just you know disclose mm-hmm. um, the affiliation, whatever that affiliation or non affiliation may or may not be. Now, yes. because we're lumping teams together, and because while Warbeard Hansen had a career outside of this, he is best known for being part of War Machine. So I do think we should them together. Hansen What's the Rowe. other guy's name? Ray Rowe. R-O-W-E. The fiance of Sarah Logan also on this list. I'll be honest with you the only one of those two people who I knew was Warbeard because his name is Warbeard. Yeah. And they don't even call him that. It's, it's just Hanson and Rowe. The War Rangers. That is unfortunate. Um, so if we're ranking them together Yeah. I think they're better than Super Colo, who we've already listed. But I don't think they're as good as the Authors of Pain. No, they have to be below the Authors of Pain. Where's Authors of Pain? 101. I mean, and... mm. But I like them more than I like Titus (laughs) O'Neill. At 104. Yeah, okay. mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm okay with... Who's Scott Norton Scott Norton was one of the big muscle guys of the NWO, former champion in Japan. 
if Hanson cut the beard off and had more, had fuller hair on top, because he grows his hair long because he's balding, but he could pull off. He and Scott Norton are similarly built, big guys who are super powerful and agile as well. So it's interesting that they would be ranked so similarly. I would put the War Raiders above Scott Norton. Let's do it. All right. I hate that they're called the War Raiders, though. That's just such a silly name. War Machine, huh? I like War Machine better. I did too. All right. Another number, please. 335? 335. Or is that the one we just did? Nope. Okay. Uh, I believe this is one. So, when we're speaking of this, this is El Sinestro de la Muerte, who I believe is one of the three henchmen of Katrina from Lucha Underground. Okay. Sinestro. I think I remember the name. Yeah. I'm going to have to look that up real quick to know which of the henchmen. Well, but I th- the point I'm making is I think we put them all. So, would we put them all together despite the fact that I think some of them had career? Like, wasn't one of them Seamus B? I don't know. I don't know enough Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. So, I guess the question is how... Um, how we want to rank that. And now comes the awkward part. I like I I'm having trouble even just finding this person. El Sinestro de la Muerte. Arhenis. Was he also in Lucha Underground? Arhenis, Argenis? Arhenis is a person from Lucha Underground, yes. So, but he was is that who that is? Yes. The Disciples of Death is the name we were looking for. I see. Along with Barrio Negro. Oh, no, wait. No, he was Barrio Negro. Along with his partners, Trece and Sinestro de la Muerte. So, so this is interesting because they were not acknowledged to be the same person, but they were. So how do we handle that? I don't think we've ever come across that before. Because Barrio Negro was our Hennis. Al Sinestro de la Muerte was El Mariachi Loco, and Trece was Ricky Mandel. So all three of them wrestled for, for Lucha Underground. What are you reading? Arjena stuff. Oh. So I would say we would rank them together because it's not like any of them. I think they would be ranked highest as that group. Sure. So where do you want to put the Disciples of Death? Um, somewhere around Mean Street Posse 145 I don't know I can't say I can't say I, I, I they ever made much of an impression on me I know Arhenis I remember that name but like I'm more familiar with Dragon Azteca Jr. at 135 Dante Fox 138 sure so so above or below the Mean Street Posse Below. They had sweater vests. Lucha Reigns. It's another guy you know who that is. Yeah, but he stinks. <laughs> okay, the Disciples of Death. Doesn't he? 
Uh, Luther sure. Reigns is the guy who's not Roman Reigns and who everybody assumed was talking about yes. Roman Reigns for the steroid thing, and it was actually Luther. Yes. And, and that he, is his claim. He sucks. I mean, come All on. All right. Um, do you want to give me a men's number or a women's number? I want to give you a women's number, and that number is yes. 45. 45. We mentioned her on um, the Reconciliation Show, the alpha female, Jazzy Gabbard. I like Jazzy. I love me some Jazzy Gabbard. Now, I haven't seen her wrestle since the Well, she was injured. She had that neck surgery. That was why she didn't get, she didn't sign a deal because she wasn't. Did they sign her after? I think they will. Okay. But it depends on, like, I don't know how long her recovery is. Neck surgery is usually not something you mess with, but. She had neck surgery in January. Yes, she was offered a contract, failed the physical, and they rescinded the contract. I see. Which stinks. Yep. I mean, I like her... Three herniated discs in her neck. Ouch. How do you just walk around with that? Yikes. So. Alright. So where do you see Jazzy? Jazzy Gabbert was probably my favorite member of... Stop doing jazz hands. <laughs> You're not Becky Lynch. Yeah, I know. That's true. Um, was probably my favorite part of the entire Mae Young Classic. Uh, however, like Liv Morgan at 90, I probably can't say just based on one match. No, I don't think I can either. Which is the problem. Because she lost to Abby Lace in the... She did, I think. And again, Piper Niven, probably higher. But again, I would put her above Abby Lath. So Abby Lath is at 112. Piper Niven is at 107. I liked Jazzy more than I think both of them. She was like one of the people who I could not believe was out of that tournament. And you know what I mean? Like, in fact, they offered her a contract. She made a big impression, is what I'm saying. She did. Um, I... So is she better than Maya Yim at 102? Probably not. Only because, again, Maya Yim is going so, off Piper, So, let me give you... So, Piper Niven, you said you liked her better. I think so. Sin Cara. Yeah. Titus O'Neil. Okay. Scott Norton. War Raiders. I could see her right around 105, right above Titus O'Neil. Done. Oh, Titus. I hope she comes back. I hope now that she's on the map. She had such a look. She, she reminded me of Beth Phoenix in that same kind of... But even more built. Yeah. I mean, she was... All right. Another number from the men's side, please. 795. 795. Fidel Sierra. Okay. I believe that's the Cuban assassin. Okay. Not that that helps you. (laughs) I don't know why I even brought it up. Um, Yes, he was the Cuban assassin... I love how if you type in Fidel Sierra, yeah, one of the first pictures that shows up. I'm following Oscar's rash. <laughs> is a very old picture of the Macho Man. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Maybe they were so. Uh, the Cuban assassin was. I would akin him to um, a not as good Brooklyn brawler. He was kind of the NWA, WCW's heel jobber. Okay. In like the late 80s, early 90s. Is the Brooklyn Brawler on the list? I don't think he is. Not yet. Hmm. Hmm. 
Okay, so an inferior jobber. So I would say he is below the Horner line. Okay. Um, and I even like Boris Zukov more than I like him. So we're talking well below. Because Boris Zukov is currently at 171. If I Delta Slam would be higher, I would put him at 183, above Mason Ryan, above Doug Gilbert, but not as good as Lenny Lane or if I Delta Slam. Seems fair. Mason Ryan was... Mason Ryan looked like Batista and just wasn't as good at all. Saying something. 735. Another number, 735. Okay, 735 brings us to Elijah Akeem. That sounds familiar. No, Akeem sounds familiar. <laughs> Elijah Akeem. Elias? <laughs> yeah, nope. I'm not. So, here's my question. I'm taking him off the list because I don't know who he is and you don't know who he is. Clearly. Do we just keep 735 and go to whoever the next wrestler is? It's, I feel like the answer to that is no, because you seem way too excited. I'd just like to point out, I randomize this every single time. 735 now is Gangrel. 736 <laughs> is Kevin Thorne. The vampires are next to each other. Good thing we're not ranking them. Give me another number. 263. <laughs> 263. You seem way too happy about it. I could have let that stand. Rico! Rico! Rico probably hasn't aged well. Like, the content of his career. Oh, I thought you meant just him in general. I was like, that's harsh. Well, that's probably possibly true. I, I don't uh, know. Now I'm typing in Rico Constantino 2018. And? Was I right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this isn't even... That's apparently him with Chris Jericho in I don't know when. I'm not going to say the thought out loud. He's very buxom. That's what I'll say. What were you going to say? Those appear to be breasts. So. Now, granted, Jericho hasn't looked like that in a while, so I don't know when that is. Right, still, it could have been a while. Regardless. He could have a medical condition. I don't know. Rico... Three-minute warning, um, Billy and Chuck, teamed with Charlie Haas. I remember the Charlie Haas stuff. I believe he was a former police officer in Vegas. I believe that's true. Who got his big break being like the Adrian Adonis flamboyant type character. Yeah. He was big on SmackDown, you know, back when I was first sort of getting back into watching. Sure. Um, you know, he was always more like a, a party-down version of the Ultimate Warrior. If you took, yeah, if you took, if the Ultimate Warrior and the Velveteen Dream had a baby, that's what Rico was. Sure, yeah. That's not a bad comparison. No, this is pretty good. I really Actually it. makes me want to rank him higher just because of that. Um, now, here's the thing. Like, I feel like you could make two arguments. You could make an argument that Rico was a progressive character, but you could also make an argument that it hasn't aged well with modern society. But I will say that I don't, I don't remember Rico and maybe some of this Billy and Chuck stuff before I was really paying attention. The Rico I know was a fun-loving 
sort of homosexual character. You know what I mean? He, he was very much sort of a face at the time I was aware of him, like like a face gold dust or, yep. or something. You know what I mean? So, so in that way, I think that was progressive, but they still played it up for yucks. Yeah, he started out as just a very interesting... Have you watched the Hunger Games movie? No, no, okay. I'm not familiar with the Hunger Stanley Games. Stanley Tucci's character, he had that kind of... So he started out as just a, you know, a manager. Just like he was there, he wore leopard print, um, but I do think he was part of Three Minute Warning and was just a guy. Hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm thinking of Eric Bischoff. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bigger, pretty big difference there. So, but yeah, um, and then he started painting his face and became that kind of character. Yeah. I liked Rico. I always thought because in the in the in the, like in OVW coming up, he was uh, you know he didn't have that character. He was. Supposedly very good. But it's tough. So, would he be above the Horner line to you? Does Rico qualify as that solid hand status? He might be. He was a pretty regular part of that show. Would you rank him above or below the Mean Street Posse? Probably above. Would you rank him above or below the Singh Brothers? Probably above. Kurt Hawkins. In the ballpark. Crime time. Above crime time. Rich Swan. No, probably not. Alright, so we're in the 117 to 120 category. So we've got the How Ascension at 120, that? crime. I'm, if I disagreed, I would have stopped. Okay, alright. Um, crime time is about right. Because mm. again, that's not going to age well either. No, I mean, that did not age well at all. No. So I'd put him right with Crime Time. All right. So, and in fact, I'd put him below Crime Time just because I know the Crime Time theme. I have no idea what Rico came up to. That's fair. Well, that's okay. So, right in between. Charlie Haas, I think. Ah. Right in between Crime. (laughs) (laughs) That was a clever shit right there. When you enter the fourth hour. This is like the mid-season DDT Awards. That's what oh, this it's is so good. Too. It's so good. All right, another number, please. Okay. Um, 263, or is that what we just did? That's what we just did. <laughs> okay. In which case, 251. Ooh, not far. Not far. Jason Cross. Okay. You're going to think you don't know who this is, but I'm pretty sure you do. Do they have a priest gimmick? No. He wrestled in TNA. Jason Cross. He did the, was it the Corks? He did like the Shooting Star leg drop. He was part of the big like X division early on, I'm pretty sure. He had a corkscrew move that I'm pretty sure. No, that's, wait, no, that's Matt Cross. Am I thinking of the wrong person? You might be. Well, he was in TNA, it says. Um, David Young? Against David yeah, so he appeared in TNA for a while. He dressed Kid Cash. Gauntlet match. Petey Williams. Yeah, you Crumble know. Crumble Bumble. I don't. You're the best. I'm sure person. I've seen this person wrestle. I'm happy not putting him on the list. I don't know who it is. Okay, give me another number. Okay. I'm taking Jason Cross off. We have some Crumble here. 219. 219. Again, not far. 
This is sort of like an oatmeal blueberry thing. That's what it looks like. <laughs> Brian Lee. <laughs> Who? The fake Undertaker. Kane? No. Before Kane. Who Gallows? That's after Kane. Hmm, that's quite good. Um, he was part of the Disciples of Apocalypse. Leslie Nielsen fake Kane. That fake Kane. Fake Kane? No, fake Undertaker. <laughs> the one where we were looking all summer for the Undertaker. Yes. And, that was and then Ted DiBiase brought him out and said he had him. And then Paul Bear came out with the other one. Okay. And they looked up and, and Undertaker was like six inches taller than the fake Undertaker. So that's who Brian Lee is. Wrestled in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. No, I heard a rumor that he's actually the original Undertaker. And that when they, they just realized that he was sort of performing as, you know, top of his game. And so they decided to replace him with this other guy. And so... That's the Ultimate Warrior. Oh, yeah. they worried that the Ultimate Warrior died and this was a different Ultimate Warrior? No, I heard the same thing about the Undertaker. Okay. Well, it's all lies. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, Brian Lee, like I said, he was part of the Disciples of Apocalypse, the Biker Gang. That was about it for but, Brian I mean, Lee. he was the Undertaker. For a while. So we should probably rank him as though he were the Undertaker. No. No? That's not how this works. But we're, we're, we're not ranking the characters. We're ranking the man. And that man was the Undertaker. No, he wasn't. He was a fake Undertaker. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I don't... Did he have any... And you've already said it, but did he do anything notable outside of the fake Undertaker? Like He I, was part of the Disciples of Apocalypse. I don't... What, what is that? They did gang warfare. So the Nation of Domination at one point is Farouk, Crush, okay, and Savio Vega. Yes. Then that group splits up. The Nation becomes the militant group that you think of with The Rock and Kama and D'Lo. Right. Savio Vega goes off and forms Los Bariquas, a Puerto Rican street gang. Okay. Crush goes off and forms a biker gang called the Disciples of Apocalypse with Brian Lee and the Harris Twins. Huh. So before the t- um, Undertaker was American Badass Undertaker, yeah. they already had the road riding the motorcycles to the ring gimmick. So you're saying that the Undertaker yes. is the fake. <laughs> in many ways. In that Brian case, yes. Lee? Kind of. You could have very easily seen the American Badass Undertaker leading that gang. Okay, all right. So, how do you feel about Brian Lee? He if was, you had to rank him hypothetically on a list of the greatest wrestlers of all time, and let's pretend that there was about two hundred names already on that list. Sure. Where, where whereabouts? I would put him above Luther Reigns, but below the Mean Street Posse. Below the Mean Street Posse. Well, no, that fake Undertaker thing was a pretty big deal. I mean, Leslie Nielsen was involved. Like, I all mean, right, it's Leslie Nielsen. So then. Are we saying he's above Luchasaurus? I'm saying he's like, you know, at the wall. Really? No. Okay. No. Really. You're done. <laughs> That's yeah. what's happened. You had the blueberry crumble thing and you're just like, forget this. What are we doing sitting in this chair? Um, okay. But- I'd put him below Titus O'Neil. I would say Titus O'Neil, while the fake Undertaker thing was big, it was fleeting. Yeah. So it was like a summer. All right. Ain't no Titus World Slide. No. Yeah. But maybe above Apollo Crews. Apollo Crews smiled at two takeovers. <laughs> Brian Lee told, was the fake Undertaker. And he got told to go to Ring of Honor. All right. Was that him? 
Apollo Crews? Yes. Oh, yeah. All right, Brian Lee, 109. How are we doing on time? Are we done? <laughs> no, we got about 15 more minutes. All right, give me a number. 335. 335. Just trying to keep us away wow. from the grill. Wow! Wow! Savio Vega! <laughs> <laughs> How amazing is that? It's he so wrestled, amazing. He wrestled as the a... stars aligned. He wrestled as a ninja named Quang. I know Quang. That's Savio Vega. Why do I know Quang? Because you were probably watching wrestling in the 93, 94 when he came huh. out. Alright. I like Savio Vega. Um, I wonder if I have a Quang trading card. I feel like I might. Oh, Danielle emailed us to tell us that she's paid a Quang trading card. I'm wondering if that's... Maybe. I don't know. Anyways. Either way. Go ahead. I didn't know you had any wrestling trading cards. What's that about? I, I put them on Twitter a long time ago. Oh, okay. Reading the crumble. Savio Vega. I ran out of crumble. Well, Mine has been refilled. We can get more. Um, I would say Savio Vega is pretty high on this. Well, not super high on this list, but higher than Brian Lee. Is Savio he? Vega was good. Was he? Mm-hmm. He was. As good as Quang? I like Quang. That plus he wrestled in Puerto Rico named TNT. That sounds like a cool name. So, but, you know, I don't, again, he's not as high as Mantar. Clearly. I mean, Mantar. But I'd put him above the Cologne. Well, that's some more. <laughs> Thank you. I can get it myself. I don't want to. We're recording! It. Oh, well, then, if you would be so. You're the best. <laughs> she is! Um. I'd put Savio Vega above Camacho, but below Kalisto. I don't know who Camacho is. He's one of the gorillas of destiny in the Bullet Club. Do you remember the wrestlers that came out on the bicycle? Yeah. He's one of the guys that came out on the bicycle. The front of the bed. He was driving the bicycle. Hunico sat on the bicycle. Got it. So, I'm going to say Savio Vega, 99. Want another woman's number? Uh, or you can give me a man's number. No, right no, there. no. Let's just break up the flow to get number 31 off the women's list. 31. Nidia. Nidia. First female winner of Tough Enough, Jamie Noble, Nidia, Jean Shorts. I remember Nidia. 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 Sorry. Was she the one with um, Jamie Noble? Dave Noble. Yep, that's the one. So, won the first Tough Enough. Win- winner of the female. Was that Maven? I think they had men's and women's winners. Was Maven the first man? Yeah. Man? Yeah. Men's? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone listening to this show. Um, so, Nydia. Nydia. Nydia, oh, Nydia. Have you seen Nydia? Italian, Nydia, right? tattooed lady. she Italian lady? Dark skinned? Yes. I know who you're talking about. I just can't. Oscar. Oscar knows who she is, too. One tough enough... Wrestled in, on SmackDown from 2002 to 2004. Not around very long. No. Was part of Jamie Noble. I remember all the stuff with Jamie Noble. That's how I know her. Best! So she won tough enough, but did she ever like actively wrestle? Like I feel like she probably wrestled here and there, but I guess, again, that was a time where the women weren't really wrestling that much. So Didn't win any titles, but did wrestle. Um... She is Hispanic, apparently. Okay. Okay. Because at one point turned heel and only spoke Spanish during her promos. Well, 
I know I've made some good cases for people on this list. Mm-hmm. Not wrestlers, at least not traditionally, like Stacey Keebler, mm-hmm. Tori Wilson, ranked them pretty high on this list. Nidia wasn't very memorable. Uh, no. I mean, I, I don't think that she's going to be particularly high on this list. No. I'd rank Tamina higher at 147. Must not crazy. I would. Tamina is good. Yeah. She's pretty good. Okay. Pretty good. I would say Nidia is below the Horner line. Yeah, you're fair. That's fair. So, like, you've got Zeta, who I know you don't remember. But I would put her above Cameron. Would you? Above Cameron? Cameron had a decent match with Asuka. Nidia didn't get the chance to. I met. Nidia wrestled a blindfold match against Jamie Noble. No, she didn't. She did. Well, yep. J- Jamie Noble was blindfolded. Nidia was not. I see. Well, um... I would say Nidia would be above Cameron. Okay. Fine, I'll relent. But not as high as Brian Christopher. Just wait till the next reconciliation show. Nidia's gonna get her due. I would say... Who'd you rank higher, Nidia or the other Dudleys? <laughs> Probably Nidia. So. Unless we're talking about Big Dick Dudley, in which case... I think he gets his own. Nothing measures up to that. All right, I'm ranking our 172 in between Brian Christopher and the other Dudleys. All right. All right. We need a good name. One more number. How are we doing on time? Well, we got actually some time. Yeah, we got some time. But if this is the big number, we're going to... It's, it's never a big number. All right. And this number is... 351? 351. I think we've had that, that number. That is fun. <laughs> Mike Norman. Who? Norman Smiley? No. Mike Norman. Oh! Mike Norman. Wait. <laughs> I feel like this is... I was going to say, I don't know who this is. No, you do. But he's on the list twice for some reason. This is Bastion Booger. It is. Mike Norman and Bastion Booger are the same person. So, is did we already rank Bastion Booger? We did not. Oh, Bastion Booger! Uh, you wanted a big name. I mean, you want to talk back to the early days of Raw? You go on the network and you start looking at the first few episodes of Raw. I feel like Bastion Booger is all over. Oh yeah, it, it's not good. No, because that was ninety. Raw came out in ninety three. That was the era. that's that's the Mantar Bastion Booger era. It's something. Right. Oh, Bastion Booger. Bastion Booger, I remember being gross as hell. And that's all I remember about him. Well, that was the wrestler? whole gimmick. But was he a good wrestler? He wrestled... So this guy, he's one of those guys that had a lot of different gimmicks. He wrestled as Norman the Lunatic, okay. the escaped mental patient all right. in NWA. Then he was Friar Ferguson. So I'd like to point... <laughs> Don't follow the letter. So this guy... Uh-huh. He's sitting there in his gray singlet, eating a piece of pizza. And the barbell gray singlet looks like medical wrap. Look at that package. (laughs) But he also then wrestled Uh. as Friar Ferguson, wrestling in the robe. Like in the monk's robe. I understand we're not going to rank Bastion Booger super high, but I give this guy credit for trying to make these things work. He always was trying. I mean that. Robin I mean, look Hood at this picture. Style. Look at this picture and tell me that's not just the Big Show on a bad day. 
Big Show on a bad bender. <laughs> so, yeah, no teeth, just coming out and eating nachos. I could see Bastion Booger. There's a cat crossing the, your driveway, so I would imagine that's what Oscar is interested in. Obviously, Warlord's gonna or Manitar's gonna be higher. Uh, yeah. And the Blue Meanie's gonna be higher. Mm-hmm. Is he higher than Luchasaurus? Just, I don't know. Like, the, the problem with this is when I think about Bastion Booger, my stomach turns. Like, I, I smile. Uh, he's so gross. Is he really that gross? Yeah. I think, I, like, he would, like, have, like, Fried chicken stains on them and like. Luke Harper. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean. Are you ranking him last? Is he now the last? No, he's not that. No, I mean, maybe he's Abby Lathera. Like. What are we talking about? <laughs> so, we're looking at Ascension, higher or lower? I don't know. Like, he's definitely memorable. Like, I'll give him that, right? Yeah. Like, he's. I know exactly who this guy is. Yeah. I guess higher. Where, I mean, really, what are you thinking? Like, how high do you think you would go with this guy? Because we're getting pretty high on the list. Truthfully. You know, you're not probably not wrong with your Abby Lathe, Evan Bourne. Like, he was around. He was definitely a guy people had to beat. Like, yeah. I'm thinking, like, Ted DiBiase Jr., TJP, 130-ish. And again, you can, you can say you want Luchasaurus higher because he's a Luchasaurus. Yeah, Bastion Booker's actually, you know, he was gross, but, like, yeah. memorable for sure. Yeah. So, Yeah, I'm thinking, you know, that kind of, you know, maybe the Singh brothers are a little higher. But... That ballpark. TJP was the first cruiserweight champion. Okay. You want to put him above Blitzkrieg? You don't even know who Blitzkrieg is. I don't know who Matt Taven is. <laughs> then that's all right. He's at 130. Who's Matt Taven? Part of the kingdom in Ring of Honor. Oh, yeah. I, okay, I do know who that is. Yeah. Yep. All right, Bastion Booger, 130. That's gross. Another number. Let's try to give you somebody that won't turn your stomach. 709. 709. 709. What we got here? It's going to be a good one. I can feel it. I love, love this. Midian. Who? See, you missed the Attitude Era. Yeah, that's like the other vampire guy. Midian, no. Midian's the guy who ran around naked wearing a fanny pack. Naked Midian. Because if you want to think about the uh... well, you can understand why I said the other vampire guy. Yes, like, I mean, but that's naked Midian. Um, oh, there's sorry. nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like Waylon Mercy, the Undertaker, and Dean Ambrose had a baby. <laughs> so. Um, he was a Godwin, Phineas Godwin, the cousin of Henry Godwin. 
then he was part. Oh, okay. Then he was part of the ministry as Midian. Then he became naked Midian and wrestled in a fanny pack. And um, Dennis Knight. Yep. Wrestled in. You know, he was either Tex. I can never remember which one was Tex Slazenger and which one was Shanghai Pierce. But he wrestled as in a. What know, was this gimmick of him? Being naked? No, no. It was, he was part of the Ministry of Darkness. Yes. He had gotten abducted, so he was a he was a Godwin first, so he was a farmer. I remember the Phineas Godwin. I remember yeah. that character. P-I-G as opposed to his cousin, H-O-G, Pagan Hog. Um, then... I don't think I ever got that before right now, but all right. Then they became Southern Justice, which were just bodyguards. Okay. Then he was abducted from... by the Acolytes... And join the Ministry of Darkness as Midian. Midian! And then... Knight returned to the limited capacity in 2000 as Naked Midian, a persona who ran around arenas wearing only a fanny pack, a pair of boots, and a thong. So he wasn't really naked, he had a thong on. He did. Banana hammock style? Or did he, or did he like... Was there a hole in back of the fanny pack and like he loaded his junk into the fanny pack? I think that's kind of the idea, but... I don't know. How um, do you feel about Midian, DC? He apparently was working as a chef after retiring. I I like wrestlers that stick around for a while and can pull off different characters. I liked him in the ministry. I liked him as the pig farmer. He was the one that fell head over heels in love with Sonny and she took advantage of his naive tay. <laughs> okay. Um, so, you know. Was little young DC just sitting in his room going, oh, I wish I was Phineas Godwin? No. No, because she was better when she was with Legion of Doom and wore a flaming bikini. I can see why. That might be better. So, again, I like Midian. I like him more than Bastion Booger. Yeah, okay. Um, But I don't like him as much as Lars Sullivan. So, Lars Sullivan is at 97. I gotta say, these ministry pictures of him really do look like The Undertaker and Dean Ambrose had a baby. Yeah. Well, The Undertaker was kind of... Yeah, that was, that's kind of... I mean, it makes sense, The Undertaker being involved in ministry, yeah. but... So, well, again, I'd put the war... I'd put the Blue Mania ahead of him. I'd put the Authors of Pain ahead of him. But I like him better than I like Titus O'Neil. And truthfully, at this moment, he's had a better career than the War Raiders. So maybe right at 104. People are going to hate that, that I'm ranking Midian above War Machine. <laughs> Naked Midian. Well, if we're ranking the gimmicks, it's clearly Naked Midian. <laughs> it goes in reverse order. It's Naked Midian, Midian, Phineas Godwin. I guess so. So. All right. I'm going to say 104. <clears throat> and really, that's only a stone's throw from the Mantar and things like yeah. that. So. And, and again, that's, kind of, that's, that, <clears throat> that's that era. Yeah. Do we have time for one more or are we good? we got time for one more. All right. I want a big name. I want a name that gets us into the top ten. Okay. Well, what do you think about this name? Number 48. 48, I say... I'll take it. He's not going to be in the top 10, but he will probably be in the upper half. The Junkyard Dog. Hmm. It's a good name to go after. The Junkyard Dog. Dog. Sylvester Ritter. He used to bark at people. He did. Try to bite them. Because he was the Junkyard Dog. And he wore a chain. He did. And then... <clears throat> one of his finishers was a thump, and he'd get on all fours, and he would crawl at you thump. and headbutt you. I remember that. Oh. oh. 
So Junkyard Dog had a, you know, despite that fact that we remember him as that kind of comedic character. When I was very young, I'm talking very young, renting WrestleMania for the first time at the local local VHS place. Yep. Uh, I'm pretty sure I thought the Junkyard Dog and Mr. T were the same person. You might not want to say that. No? A lot. But I was young. But you were. That is true. I don't think that now. That is true. That is true. So, um, you know, again, not a lot of, you know, not a lot of championships. Not I think cha- it was the chain that confused me. Because Mr. Fair. T wore chains. All right. Uh, but yes, he's a member of the WWE Hall of Fame, uh, despite the fact that he didn't win any titles in WWF and only one title in WCW. But he was, for a good 10 years, he was a big part of, actually closer to 15 years, he was a big part of uh, of wrestling. I feel like if Hulk Hogan were to have his own cartoon, the Junkyard Dog would have been one of his buddies. Well, despite the fact that he did have his own and was Junkyard Dog one of his buddies? Let's see, what was that called? Rock and Wrestling? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like he should have been. That's all I know. Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. Yes. And Characters. Hulk Hogan was the leader of the good guys, consisting of Junkyard Dog, yes! Captain Lou, Andre, Wendy Richter, Superfly Snuka, Hillbilly Jim, and Tito Santana. Piper was the leader of the bad guys, Iron Sheik, Nikolai Volkov, Mula, Big John Studd, and Mr. Fu. And see, I think that... And episode number one, the Junkyard 500. Junkyard Dog and Roddy Piper race to decide who gets to have their car be in a new movie. Junkyard Dog builds a robot out of spare parts. It is Junkyard. Of course he does. Of course he does. We might need to find this and watch this show. Like, if this isn't on WWE Network, it should be. It should be. Um, So, yeah. So, I I think Junkyard Dog deserves a, a pretty healthy place here on this list Mm -hmm. and again is he better than Tatanka I say yes so that immediately puts him in the top 45 is he better than Haku yeah alright is he better than Dean Malenko no but is he better than Fandango yes yes so you're saying he's better than Billy Gunn yeah okay alright Rick Martel I'm happy there. 36. <laughs> right about Fandango? Right about Fandango. Because right you're right. Biggie. We kind of left Fandango on the list at 36. By accident. For the, <laughs> for the fact that we just skipped over him. Yeah. We had a lot to get through we did. that reconciliation We did, show, we did. So. so, yeah, I would say 36. Okay. You could, I could make that. a case for 35, and you know, because Biggie's career is not yet done. But then again, The New Day is pretty darn memorable yeah so i mean i will say nobody higher on this list as far as i know um that's not true i was gonna say nobody else on this list has a cartoon character but i think almost a lot of yeah a lot of the guys have appeared in scooby-doo old movies at this point yeah. so all right I guess we're putting junkyard dog in 36 i like it which is i believe actually no lance storm made it to 32 but i believe those are the only two the top 20 remains intact for yet another week, because this is now episode what, 16? I don't know. We had three parts of episode 15. Right, so it's 16, yeah. Absolutely. All right, so, Doc Manson at Doc Manson. That's me! Run us down the top 10 
one more time as we head out. Number 10, Roman Reigns. Number 9, Jeff Jarrett. Number 8, Great Muda. Vader. Ricky Steamboat. Christopher Daniels. Roddy Piper. Kevin Owens. Number 2, Scott Hall. And the greatest wrestler of all time, John Cena. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. If you have an issue with this, send us an email. Get in line for the next Reconciliation episode, which is going to happen many weeks away. But until we meet again, my friends, John Cena is the greatest wrestler of all time. DDTWrestling.com DDTPod.com Podcast at DDTWrestling.com Patreon.com slash DDTWrestling That's the one I meant to say. It's been a long day. It has. <laughs>